Coming up on TMS, I promise Brian is here and I'm reading the list alone because he's not here at the end of the show because his power went out. Braunschwager. I like all kinds of music. Lord Biocow and his magic cheese. Bring empty Pepto bottle. I overpacked the tech. Don't get the nerds too warm. Pretend you know what you're doing. Do it to yourself, pepper spray. Don't blow. Peeping at Pete's parts. Read this with Amy. Wet denim with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Hello there, Nikki. How you doing today? I'm in a good mood and it's here to stay. I've got a customer here that wants an Ulu to buy. I'll send one right over. I've got plenty in supply. Um, I'm, thi- I'm thinking I'm done plugging stuff in. The morning stream. I'm a leaf on the wind. Watch how I soar. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the TMS show. Yeah, that's right. Short for the morning stream. It's Thursday, January 27th, 2022. I'm Scott, and he's Brian. That's that's right. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I never thought about it like that, but you're exactly right, Scott. I yeah. know. I feel like we've finally cracked the code. We've figured out what's real. Really? What is real? Uh, so yeah. you got the, another one of those rap rap sales training videos. Hello which, there, Nick. Hello there, Nicky. Which, which yeah. sounds like, it sounds like, well, we don't have any good uh, rap music. Let's use porn. Yeah. Let's use porn music for the background of our... <laughs> Of our rap sales trading yeah, video. Very era specific porn music as well. Very era specific porn. Yeah. But the uh this is one of those things that right now I feel like I can't get enough of those. Yeah. But I know that at some point I have I will have had enough of <laughs> yeah. those. Yeah, there's there is a there's an upper limit for sure. But right now I'm enjoying the ride. I'm loving each and every one of those. And I hope there's I hope there's hours and hours and hours of those. They're amazing. I try to find as much of that stuff as I can. If anyone out there ever just stumbles across uh, like training video where they rap instead of talk, you know? Yeah. yeah. Please let I me know. I remember there was a Wendy's one that we had a while back that was. Put the burger right on the grill, yeah. and then you lay some cheese on top, or mustard if you will, or something like that. Like it was, yeah, something. Yeah. It's totally that. I have that stuff someplace. I've kept it all, but it's uh, yeah, it's a, oh. one of my favorite weird subgenres of bad commercial use. Like it just is this idea that you should sing what you do, yeah, or yeah. rap what you do it you is know, hilarious to me. Somebody, somebody at. at one person at each of these companies thought they had the brilliant idea, like, oh, you know how we can finally reach these kids that we're hiring for these minimum wage jobs yeah. is by wrapping the yeah. method of putting a hamburger together. Yeah, that's, the, that's what we've met. Because the kids asked. love rap. They're super into the rap. Yes. And uh, we as adult uh, people who have no idea what that world's about, we'll go ahead and you know uh, adopt that as our method of communication to these yeah. young kids that we need flipping these burgers. Perfect exactly. solution. All right. How is everyone? Everyone's good? Good. Hey, there's a whole chat room here. We always uh, talk about them and, and uh, refer to them, but just want to say thanks to them for coming. You know, they're tip of the spear type folks. They're, they're always here every day, and I love it. Uh, it's good having yeah. them here. Yeah. All right. They're like, a warm, they're like the warm blanket uh, that, that we need in the mornings. That's right. Now, since you're going to New Orleans today, 
I am. You're yeah. flying today. Uh, you'll get there I am. Uh, in the calendar day of today, right? You're not going late. <laughs> <It's> not, <this> is, <laughs> New Orleans is close enough to not be a red-eye flight. Okay, uh, good. Yes. Good, good. Correct. So it's about, a, what, four? Last time I went, it was like four hours, something like that. Three and a half. It's two, two and a half hour flight. Oh, that's not bad. It's longer for yeah. me. Yeah. Um so uh, your your yeah. uh, your plane apparently like has to take a running start in, <laughs> in, over the mountains and then finally can fly once it once it. Uh... <laughs> I might you know what I'm thinking of I'm thinking of I wonder where that would you're be probably combining you're you're probably combining the flight time and the um, the time change just the time oh maybe I am the last time I went yeah. it was in uh, I went to Mississippi which is roughly the same you know time uh-huh, and it, uh-huh. for whatever reason in my head it felt like four hours but i probably have combined things that's what i do yeah, like the genie just said it. scott's a combiner i do that a combiner you're a streaker and a combiner yeah i tend to combine things uh <laughs> hey so i wanted to yes. so in in light of the fact that as soon as the show yeah. ends basically you're on your way yeah pretty I want, much i got yeah. a packing i got packing questions yeah let's let's talk packing okay i'm a, so i'm a i'm a packer Go pack, go. So let do you okay? When I go anywhere that's like extended out of town, I have yeah. a list that oh, I make. Really? Yeah. Do Mental you do that? Or physical, physical, physical list. list. I make a list and check it off. Really? Do you do you do that at all? What do you do? Do you just know what you need no. and you're all good? And what, I know what, what I need. Like basically, um, uh, I'm a I'm a t-shirt under a long sleeve shirt guy. Yeah. Same. Um, I'm also a, if I'm on a plane, I want to have a, my, my top needs to have a pocket mm-hmm. that I can get to easily because yeah. I want to put something that I need very quickly in that pocket. This, this, uh, sweatshirt thing that I'm wearing happens to have a little pocket. Oh, look at that. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 That's great. Um, and it's in a good place and like a regular shirt pocket. If it's, if I'm going somewhere warmer then I don't wear a big heavy sweatshirt, I have a, like a, sure. um, button up um so that's that's a requirement and then just basically clothing wise i go uh all right i'm there for two days so bam bam pair of socks pair of underwear pair a t-shirt uh shirt i can wear a shirt twice because it's over a t-shirt if i need to so if it's like seven days then i can maybe get away with four shirts and just reuse them sure um the the trick is more um uh the um the, the the tech like what tech am i going to need on this trip oh right yeah that's a big part and of i this i tend to over pack the tech mm, I if, do if that i'm too. honest if that's where i kind of my, my failing is it's that i overpack the tech so it's like all right well i'm taking my ipad i need a charger that does the USB-C. um and then i've got the little the thing that um i think you got me that's got a watch and phone charger on it like it's got the key oh, charge right. chi charging that i just put my phone on it and then it has a little thing for the watch mm-hmm. and so uh i need a whatever that is usb micro or mini or whatever it is whatever it is sure. um but then it's like oh but you know what if i get there and the hotel um has a tv that you know i can't plug a, my iPad into so we can stream stuff from my iPad. I better take a, a Divi or a D, um, HDMI cable. Mm. And you know what? Now that I think about it, maybe I better take a... <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I keep yes, doing that yeah. too. I compound and compound. In fact, look at... Oh, so here's the thing I found, and this might be a fun thing for the people at home sure. to hear about. Sure. In 2017, for some reason, I just still have this checklist 
Um, Do you really? I, yeah. Oh, look at that. I made this checklist for a, for a BlizzCon trip that year, and it okay. pretty well represents what I do when I pack. So here's my list. Some of this is ridiculous. So I have two categories. I have a capitalized heading for main stuff, and then I have one for personal. I don't know why I made the distinction. <laughs> all right. Claire, so Claire in all caps, by the way, just typed, you pack HDMI cables with seven question marks after the, uh, at the end. I mean, sometimes. I pack one HDMI cable so that I can undock my switch. Yeah, that's, there you. you go. Thank you a lot. All right. So here's what I have in her main stuff. <laughs> Shut down all things no needed. <laughs> I think that means yeah, like t- yeah. I like how you you really conserve uh, <laughs> conserve words yeah. by yeah. dropping that T off of not needed, which would be, be a little bit more grammatically correct. It would be, but okay. for some reason, I said no needed. So I that's like you know make sure the computers are shut down and that there's no heater on some corner somewhere that I forgot about or whatever. So all that stuff. Uh, I write, and then the next thing is recorder thing. What I mean by that is like the little uh, portable two mic, uh, what are those called? Zoom, zoom. Tascam or Zoom. Yeah, for, I've forgotten the name of those things ever since Zoom, the desktop thing, became popular. <laughs> right. It's, right. it's been replaced by by that. And I that's will, so that you know you can go up to Mike Morheim and say, hey, could you record a bumper for uh, the instance? Yeah, and then, he, and then he returned and he said, you know what? I'd be happy to do that for you. Uh, here it is. Hold on. Here it is. Hi, I'm Mike Morheim from Dreamhaven. And you're listening to the instance. <laughs> That didn't sound edited at all. No, not at all. So anyway, so there's that. And then what else did I take? Oh, okay. So then I put tickets for me and Kim. Our plane tickets, I think. Mm, Sure, sure. Uh, Phone and cables. New AV adapters and cables for notebook. Notebook. (laughs) (laughs) Notebook charger. Watch watch charger. It's back when I cared about that. Uh, Charger brick and charger charging cables. Power oh, block. See, too bad you didn't. Too bad you didn't look at that list before you left uh, the clip clop uh, yeah. a few years ago. Exactly, and I didn't have that list, and I would have been. I screwed myself. Uh, charger brick and charger cables. Power block. Wallet. Kindle. Couple hats. <laughs> couple hats. Couple hats. Not couple of hats. Couple hats. Couple hats. I it's always just take his and hers hats. I always basically. take a couple of baseball hats with me everywhere I go, and I, I think sure. that's what I meant there. So now we get to personal. Two pair glasses. Because I like a backup. <laughs> if one pair goes dead, I'm screwed, so yeah. I need the other if pair. If it goes dead, yeah, like or if you forget dead. to charge them or something. <laughs> I mean, if they break or get lost, I don't know why. If they get dead. smudged, because, sure. you know, I'd rather bring two pair glasses than one pair glasses and cleaning cloth. Exactly. Then I also wrote here, Pepto bottle. I assume that means a bottle full of Pepto. Uh, you just, you <laughs> not just, just an empty Pepto not bottle. Not just an Pepto. I don't know why I wrote bottle. Just write you Pepto. Put, uh, AV cables in Pepto yeah, bottle, bottle yeah. AV cables and two and couple hats. Uh, let's see, there, uh, sunglasses. There was a great, yeah, there was a great app that I did try to use once that had a like a reusable checklist in it. So in other words, you know, you get some apps that have a checklist, and then as soon as you're done checking off that list, that checklist is full. And if you want to reuse it, you've got to uncheck everything mm. and then use it again. But yeah. there was one that had like a reusable checklist. And so you'd go in and say, planning for a eight-day trip, and you'd hit that, and then it would give you your checklist of, all right, here are all the things you need for an eight-day trip versus a weekend where you just need your your, you know, your iPad, your phone, your 
watch, etc. Right, right, right. No, they, I, I, and I tried all those too. This ended up being just in my like simple notes app, just yeah. like a simple text. See, that's and all. that's really all you need. It's all you so need. Nobody needs yeah. anything. And I can mark. Them. I mark them off when I've got it and made sure I've got it with a little yeah. asterisk. So then I've got a check mark thing. So it's fine. Uh, so let, listen, this this one this one's real dumb. Uh, okay. I put jackets and then in parentheses two maybe. <laughs> oh man, mm, Get, yeah. playing by hard and fast rules there, Scott. Yeah. Like uh, who knows? Yeah. One never two, know. Maybe you never this know. Is BlizzCon? Yeah, for this, BlizzCon? Is, this is for BlizzCon. I know. Well, it got you know. It's November. Sometimes cold at night. You just I know. Sometimes it would drop down to sixty. Yeah, it would get <laughs> get real chilly in there. No, mainly it was because the show floor was cold. It's oh, always it cold. Did get in there. chilly on the show floor. Yeah, yeah they need all those nerds warm uh, or cold or something. They don't want them to smell too bad. I think that's why they keep it so cold. Anyway, yeah. uh, then I got power toothbrush and port charger, uh, gorilla snot. That's the hair stuff I use. Oh, really? Yeah, Gorilla it's like a, it's called a, I, I don't know what it is. It's just like a kind of a gel type stuff, but they call it Gorilla Snot. Uh, regular toothbrush, I wrote after that. Toothpaste. So you bring your power toothbrush and your regular toothbrush. Yeah, I don't know why I do that. You know, here's the thing. If your power toothbrush runs out of power, mm-hmm. it turns into a regular toothbrush. It's a good point. If you don't have power, what do you have? You have a toothbrush, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, I can't use the escalator. Why? When it's broken, it turns into stairs. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Now, even with this list, often I would go to the event and still feel like I left something at home or or would leave something at home. And then yeah. I would never remember that or forget to write down what I should have brought. Yeah. And then yeah. the next year, I'd go again and go, oh, what was that last year that I forgot? that? I, and then I would just do it again. I would repeat the error. So right. that happens. Uh, but there you go. It's 2017's packing oh, list, that everybody. Was, that was Mitch Hedberg, wasn't it? Yeah, that was such a great, great bit from him. Oh, the, did he the, do the uh, whole thing? Escalator becoming stairs. Oh, yeah. yeah. he's Dude, he was so good. Oh, my he God. He was so good. What's, um, with, what's with people that are really great uh, having their lives ended too soon? What, what's yeah, with that? I don't know. They're don't just know. too bright for this world? Is that what's <laughs> that, going on? That explains why we'll live forever, Scott. <laughs> um <laughs> The uh, back to back to the the forgetting something on a trip. Yeah, is there something that you found that you bought multiple of because you'd always forget to get them when you traveled, and you or you always forget to bring them when you traveled, so you ended up having to buy them when you were oh all the time. Um, yeah, t- uh, like your I remember your Vegas story where you had to get underwear down at the CVS. <laughs> yes. That's a great story. I was like. Yeah, I uh, had to go to from the MGM Grand. Had to walk to Ross Dress for Less. Yep. The he, only time I think the only time in my life I ever went somewhere commando. Yeah, right? you just were full Kramer, and, dude. Full on Kramer. Your boys yeah, are swinging free. Nothing between us and his junk except a thin layer of gabardine. Gabardine, exactly. <laughs> so that's cool. But yeah, like um, usually it's toiletry type things. You know, yeah, ah, right. did you bring the deodorant? No. Well, shit. Off we go to buy deodorant. A dumb thing to have to buy. Yeah. Thankfully, they yeah. usually have all that. But yeah. Anyway, it's funny. It's just funny how this stuff works out. I hope. Here's what I hope for you, Brian, is that you go there today and that you get no. there and realize you've got everything. That you've forgot yeah. nothing. You know. I feel like I've gotten really good at just visualizing a a, a day, a typical day, um, on a on a trip like this, and saying, "All right, I get up. I got what I need there. Good. All right. I, I've even got you know just." just because I have it in my jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, extra packets of Splenda because sometimes you'll be in the hotel room, they'll have the coffee maker, they'll have um, powdered garbage creamer, and they won't have any like fake uh, sugar. They'll just have the real sugar. It's like, oh, you know what? No problem. Yoink! I've got my Splenda. Yeah, that's you got your that's like I figure I am a grandma. I've been, <laughs> I even have some hard candy <laughs> in case I need it. You are really like a, you got some little uh, you got some little Kleenexes in there. You can lick. I and have then... some Kleenexes. Okay. Yeah, I Great. have I have uh, atomic fireballs because you know you ne- you always need an atomic. Oh, you need fireball. a one or like two of those at least. It's at like least. a cinnamon deal. Suck on one of those as the plane's going down, and you're uh, and... <laughs> one son of the chat Werthers. Yeah, the Werthers. That's uh, that's such the an old man thing. Originals. Yeah, yeah exactly. they walk around with those. Well, anyway, uh, the, the the point is. Oh, I never told you this story. I'll tell you this real fast. BlizzCon yeah. 2018. Scary year for me. I had to be on stage um, for that thing. And it was yeah. fine. Um, it's funny. Yesterday, I was thinking about how, at the time, I was so worried about getting Alex as a Frazarabi's name wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And, but I, I kind of wish... I wish I would have gotten yeah, it Yeah, I kind of wish I would have butchered it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I did tweet that yesterday, but I wish I would have yeah. butchered it. Anyway, uh, I was nervous. I was really nervous. And, you know, I had friends around. Randy was there. People were there. It's not like I was, you know, on my own or whatever for this, but I was still just kind of nervous about it. So guess what I took with me that helped me be not as nervous? I uh, took... Edibles. No. <laughs> I didn't take, take. nothing. I didn't ingest anything. I took a... Is it over here? Did you take a fidget spinner? Or a... <laughs> I got a whole box of them left over. Wait. Oh, no, I only have a few left. I have one or two left. I took our world-famous TMS challenge coin oh yeah uh-huh and i and i rubbed this whoops let me show the chat and i've got the wrong screen up uh i show it i rubbed this in my pocket while jamie. i was getting ready i know jamie can jamie. do this uh anyway there's something really uh something really tactile about a nice yeah. challenge coin got a lot of raised edges sure. and stuff and there's a picture of me and brian there on the front it says uh, tms vegas on the back it says love the show though and these are nice, hefty little coins. They so really I had this. Are, yeah. I had this in my little front, uh, little whatever that. What is that tiny pocket for? The little pill pocket you got? What is yeah, they the Levi's. We we looked this up at some point like five years ago. Oh, by the way, um, before we even forget, yeah, we we celebrated our eleventh uh, anniversary of doing this show yesterday. I think. And oh we never shit! Even it. And we didn't yeah. even notice. And we ah. didn't even notice. Didn't we start on uh, January twenty sixth, twenty eleven? Dead. Something like that. I gotta look at the date now. Yeah, but while you're looking that up, so yeah. yeah, no, there is, there is. Um, that's the reason I take my little Spider-Man fidget cube with me when I go to the dentist, is because, you know, I can just have that in my in my hand, and it, it's not like a, oh my god, this is gonna hurt. I'm really worried. It's yeah. more like a. Oh, let's we'll push this button. Oh, let's turn this little knob here. And I completely forget about what's going on in my mouth because I'm all focused on, oh, let's flick this little light switch up and down. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, here it is. I found it. Our first episode was the morning stream, January 1st, 20, sorry, January 24th. 2011. So it was a 24th. 24th. So, so we. So it was earlier this week. Yeah. Somebody. Gosh um, dang it. Mo Oranos. Um, Hope you liked your Secret Santa gifts this year, Mo. Oh, uh, Mo Oranos uh, tweeted or, or Facebook posted or something about how, you know, happy 11th anniversary Eve. We don't have anyone. I totally to keep... forgot the next day. To Nobody nobody remembers this stuff because we're busy making the stuff. So we don't right. have a person right. who sits off to the side and says, don't forget to mention your birthday. We probably need someone like that, but we never have anyone like that. 
here's here's what that show started like or sounded like that day. Oh, hey man, how do you do, dude? I wonder if I see you again. I wouldn't miss the semis. How oh, things yeah? been going? Oh, you know, strikes and gutters, ups and downs. Sure, I've got you. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Well, take care, man. Got to get back. Sure. Take it easy, dude. Oh yeah. I know that you will. Yeah, well, the dude abides. Now, you are going to have actual podcast in your podcast, aren't you? Yep, I'm just waiting for this to end. Hold on. The dude abides. Yeah. Did I have him do the whole freaking scene? <laughs> I think you oh, did. Okay. Someone to make sure I'm keeping on the straight and narrow, as it were. Someone who will make me laugh and make me cry. So this is me and introducing And all those things in between. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to uh, who I'm going to... Uh, I can't stand listening to myself that long ago. I yeah, hate it. Right. I hate it. It just made, I feel like I didn't know what I was doing. It's always this way. You start a new show, you don't really know what you're doing yet. You don't know what the fee- you don't know what the overall thing's going to be. Yeah, no, I mean you you know this that was that was us finding the vibe that uh, comes a hundred percent naturally now. Yeah, but uh, it's but nothing back now. then. Is like all right, how do we how do we make this sound? Yeah, sound, so, some sound of the chat mentioned my voice is all high. Oh, Carter, my dad or my daughter. Yeah, uh, ten <laughs> yeah, years ago it was you can tell because she ended it with dad. Yeah, dad, the dad part. <laughs> Someone in the chat room. It's a real throw. It's a real giveaway. Yeah, the real giveaway is the dad part. There, I should have really noticed that. But yeah, it's weird to hear yourself that that yeah. long ago. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of which, it's too funny you brought up the anniversary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the um, remember we did a thing. I think maybe even that first episode we did a segment remember? called uh, Word of the Day, where we hated a word, like it was a it was word, a word we hated, go. and that was actually you know we webinar a lot of the ones that I said at the beginning or pre-show. Webinar and and uh, right synergy and yeah those uh, are all I bet we did most of those we, we did most them. of those yeah so just to commemorate I got a new one for you we'll do this t- right here if you make a deal with somebody you keep your word all right worse that's our word of the day segment today thank you Mike Erman Trout okay. from Breaking cool. Bad uh, the word of the day today because I'm annoyed with this word is beverage I don't like the word beverage I like beverage us to, yeah, really I don't like it when people say Oh, would you like a beverage with that? Or should we meet for beverages? Or how was your beverage? It gets worse every time you hear it. It sucks. I hate it. I don't it. mind the word beverage. And how is it that uh, that the hipster elite have not reduced it to bevs? Like, <laughs> hey, who wants some bevs? You want a bev? You that's want a bev? Because they've done worse. that with appetizers. That's right? almost worse. Who wants some apps? No, you, you know what? I agree. Officially, that is worse. I hope no one does it. If everyone, anyone ever says Bev for short, unless it's Bev's. Beverly, I understand yeah. that. Okay. Somebody named Beverly, you call her Bev, that's fine. But when yeah, you're yeah. saying beverage and you meet and you say Bev, you might be dead to me. I can't deal with you. I cannot do it. It's already <laughs> I, bad enough. The word itself I, is bad enough. I hate it. Can I tell you a really quick story about a friend, my mom's friend, Bev? Do it. When I was a kid, so my mom had a friend, Bev, yeah. or Beverly. Yeah. Uh, still does. Beverly's still a friend of hers. Sure. And uh, we went on a picnic, and uh, it was her and my mom and me and my Uncle George, and we're getting sandwiches out, and George says to Beverly, uh, do you like do you like Braunschweiger? And Beverly says, I like all kinds of music. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's good. Did she know, or did she just think? Did she really think? No, it was, she didn't okay. know. She really thought that Bever, Bever, uh, Braunschweiger was uh, some kind of music. That's even better. That's it's, even it's better. our favorite Beverly story. Like whenever we talk about Beverly, uh, my mom and I, it's like, yeah, remember when she thought Braunschweiger was a kind of music? That's great. That's a time All like right. time Carter meant to say narcotics and said narcotis. I'll never forget that. <laughs> She looked. She was. She looked so confident in saying it. She was a senior in high school. She looked at me yeah. and she's reading this card and she goes, "Narcotis." And I went, "Narcotics." <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, uh, hey, so there you go. There's all that. That yeah. was fun. A little fun throw, so, throwback. So word of the day today is beverage. I don't have a problem with beverage. I don't have a problem with beverages either. But, no, uh, no, no. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, just for comparison's sake, let me let me just play a random old. Okay. Here's an episode from January 20, no, uh, January 30th, 2014. Let's oh, just so see what that sounds in. like. We're yeah. three years into Coming up on, this. Yeah, let's see what we say that day. Coming up on TMS, what are you doing with your life? A morning. Th- okay, so that's interesting. Whoa, three years in, we were already doing we the, were doing uh, this, the titles? Yeah. yeah, but I think these were titles that we made up Pre, pre-show. Right, pre-show based on the, what on we the had, rundown, what we, yeah. We had on the list. Which yeah. was never optimal, and it wasn't until... Right. Lord BioCow swooped in with his magic cheese and made it happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead just to see what we say randomly. Okay. There Over you time, go. breathing tobacco smoke uh, irritates the uh, airways and destroys. The- I say tobacco. I think it's a tobacco. Were we talking about uh, the, the Simpsons and tobacco? I don't know. Stretchy fibers in the lungs. Sounds like actual, like something about smoking. Long term exposure to lung irritants that damage the lungs and the airways is usually the cause of COPD. Often that is cigarette smoke. Well, you're just accelerating it. Like if you lived in a, a crap. Wow, a really a science segment with not Bobby that day. All right, moving on. This right. is a person. We're having a meta conversation about Ooh, what the f- they've been doing all day. The first really windy. windy. Ah, first windy uh, thing. That's the first windy? Well, let's see. If we started on. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's 2014. I was thinking it was yeah. the same week. Yeah, as I was going to say, well, she's been on since. Yeah, yeah. I think right. since the beginning. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. Uh, well, anyway, that's fun stuff, isn't it? That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good fun to go back and listen to your terrible things. Uh, <clears throat> all right, we are gonna <laughs> we're gonna bring a guest in. I just realized how much time we've eaten up, but yeah. don't don't Sorry, worry. Sorry, Amy. Hope you're hope you're talking about a comic book because we ain't got time for much more than that. Yeah, my my bad. Uh, we just kind of got to <laughs> rambling. Notes. Yeah, <laughs> but we're gonna bring Amy in. We're gonna do a little read this, and it'll be great. So here you go. Enjoy, everybody. Where is it? Right here. Yes, that's right. That music means it's time to hang out with Amy and find out what books you all should be sticking your nose into and reading. Amy Robinson, welcome back to the show. Hello. How's everybody doing? Good. How are you? Hope you're well. Oh, I'm I am great. I'm very much enjoying how ADHD you guys are today. It's it's really uh, it's Kinda. really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so what about hey, how about remember Beverly? What about beverages? Beverages have <laughs> How yeah. about uh, it's funny oh, once about the beverage thing. Oh, yeah. I do yeah. have a little bit of bad news for you. I don't know anybody that calls them bevs for short, okay. but you know the do. little the little napkins that they give you like at a bar or whatever? The bartenders and the servers do call those bevs. Bevnaps. 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 Yeah. That shouldn't be anything other than Brian's mom's thing to do in the afternoon when she's tired. That should be it. After, after too much Braunschweiger, that's what Bev would do. Yeah, I don't like that at all. That, that annoys me, especially because it's insider stuff. They shouldn't. They shouldn't contribute to society's downfall. They should call them. You know, what they should just call them napkins. 
How about that? Drink, how about <laughs> yeah, drink the, napkins? At a restaurant, a bar that has uh, that has a restaurant to it, then they'd, they'd actually have the big, thick napkins, too. I think Correct. they call it, okay. Yes, yeah. exactly. It, it should... distinguishes between the two. Oh. The Bevnaps yeah, short... are little, small paper things. Right. But they're yeah. made for cocktails, so call them cocknaps. Ah, cocknaps. <laughs> Dude, I like so it. So much better. That's Dude. so much so better. So much better. Yeah, okay, cocknap. I fixed it. Yeah, I good took, job. I took your thing and I fixed it. Really. <laughs> there <laughs> Completely you go. turned it around. Well done. All right. Hey, Red Fraggle slash Amy, I think it's time for you to regale us with, with whatever we're talking about today. You actually gave me a clip. Do you want me to play that now? Or, well, what do you want to do? I, no, I want to tell a story first, okay. and then we'll play the clip. All so right. I have a story that leads into today's book really well, and it's about uh, how I fail to be a functioning human. Oh. And um, so that will lead into today, today's book really well. And it's actually, it relates to my TMS mug and some Phoenix Pearl tea. Okay. So oh, I was, sure. I was making myself a cup of Hope's Retribution Tea, which if you have not tried it, it's mm. it's lovely. It's a blueberry mix, but it also contains cayenne pepper, and that's a key element to this Ooh, story. I have not had so, any of that yet. It is very good. It's really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. It's based on it, uh, Hope's character in There Will Be Dungeons is where that came from, but the, the mix is real good. It's very good. Cool. Yeah. Yes, it's excellent. So I was downstairs making myself a cup of this tea. I have one of those tea infusers that's like um, it's like a little thing of tongs, you know, you squeeze it and the, the, the oh, little open yeah, and you, right. you, you, you reach in like a claw machine and grab the tea and then pull it back out. Um, so I was using that and of course the cayenne pepper just falls right through that, right? It doesn't work very well. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So I was like, all right, well, and I'm just making a mess. So I clean all that up and I get, I get a different tea infuser out. That's going to work a little better. And I look in the bottom of my mug and there's a lot of the cayenne pepper in the bottom there. And so I was like, oh, I don't want a big plump of that. So I'm trying to shake it out into my other infuser and, and get it actually in there. And it doesn't all come out like an idiot. I blow into the cup. <laughs> I basically pepper strip sprayed myself. You yeah. did, yeah. Like, uh, wow, just blue cayenne pepper right into your eyes. I'm guessing. Well, the yeah. thing is, you don't, yeah. you don't even like, you don't even want tea in your eye. But this also has pepper in it. Like, it's the wor- that's the worst idea. That's a bad idea. Oh, that yeah. you did. it was just like cayenne oh. pepper. Like, yeah. I immediately. Re- you don't. You ever do those things where it's like it takes you a second to regret it? No, not this yeah. time. I immediately regretted it, and I like ran for the sink and was, th- you know, running my eyes under the water and stuff to get about. So, yeah. So that's my that's my crazy story. By about- the way, that rinsing your eyes out under the sink is such. It's tantamount to like. It's torture. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate that oh, feeling. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes you have to do it because you got something gnarly in there and you better wash your eye out. But gosh dang it, what a gnarly I mean, thing to do. To I yourself. hate just taking contact lenses out and putting fresh ones in. It's like the the that process. Anything in my eye, I'm I'm yeah. squeamish. Or not squeamish about, but I can't I'm not like like Tina can just go boop and stick her finger in her eye, no problem at all. Mm-hmm. Me, it's like I have to get those jaws of life to pull my eyelids apart like um mm-hmm. um what's his face mcdowell and uh clockwork orange oh. to get contact lens in. Yeah, that guy it's oh, been a while same. yeah same yeah. wow claire, I, uh, claire is asking why i put tea in my eye voluntarily i didn't no, it was an missed... accident it's just because i failed to be <laughs> proper she, functioning you, claire, human. <laughs> claire where were you five minutes ago when she explained the part <laughs> that she was blowing Jeez. on the tea well, anyway, I I hope uh, you never do that again. I hope that's a one-off and yeah. uh, your eyes will forever be free of any sort of cayenne pepper or cayenne pepper-like material. Uh-huh. That would be Same. good. So, so that leads us into uh, the clip that I sent. This is a clip from the audiobook 
of the book I'm recommending today. Oh, cool. oh very nice. All right, I'll play it. We'll see what happens on the other side. It's about a minute and a half here. Here you go. Truly, I have managed to fuck shit up in shockingly impressive ways and still be considered a fairly acceptable person. In some ways, I have actually made it my living. And because I am so good at being publicly terrible, other people feel comfortable telling me about how awful they are at being an adult. And then I try to top them with, oh, you think that's bad? Let me tell you about the time that I tried to rescue a decapitated human head from my work. And then they're like, no, hold my beer. And in the end, I end up with a new best friend because how could you not love a person who couldn't understand where those terrible farting noises were coming from on the bus, but then she realized that they were the noises of the dog toy in her purse that she was leaning on, and everyone looked at her, and so she ended up shaking a rubber foot at them while yelling, I'm not farting, it's my dog's foot. Answer, you can't. You love them hard. It's weird because we often try to present our fake, shiny, happy selves to others and make sure that we're not wearing too obvious pajamas at the grocery store. But really, who wants to see that level of fraud? No one. What we really want is to know that we're not alone in our terribleness. We want to appreciate the failure that makes us perfectly us and wonderfully relatable to every other person out there who was also pretending that they had their shit together and didn't just eat that onion ring that fell on the floor. Human foibles are what make us us. And the art of mortification is what brings us all together. All I know is I want onion rings now. That's what I want. So, <laughs> okay. Job. Before you say anything, Amy, is this Noel Wells? It is not. Oh it my God. Not. Sounds just like, I was like uh, remarking that uh, this sounds like the woman from the first season of Master of None, like her voice to a T, but apparently not. Okay. Oh, funny. No, oh. that is actually voiced by the author and her name is Jenny Lawson. Uh, she's also known on the internet as the bloggist. And if you've never read any of her stuff, I mean, she's got, she's, she has had an internet presence since the internet was really sort of born. Mm. I mean, she had a blog back when that was a cool thing and she still has a blog, even though now it's sort of passe, but like she is absolutely hilarious and she just, lays it all out there for everyone to see. Um, and so the name of the book that that is a, a an excerpt from is Broken in the Best Way Possible. Mm. Um, <laughs> she has she currently has uh, four books out, one of which is a, a grown up coloring book, which I also have and love. Um, but yeah, she's absolutely hilarious. She she talks a lot about um, mental illness and because she she suffers from a, a a number of different mental illnesses, but she's absolutely just the funniest. It's it. You, you, you can't help but laugh. I was reading her first book sitting in bed one night and I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. And my husband's like, what the hell are you reading? Mm. <laughs> so then he read it and then he started just cackling. Um, and uh, it is autobiographical. So every, everything in here is completely nonfiction. Um, and it's it's really funny. She talks about how she grew up in rural Texas and her dad is a taxidermist and also a bit of a prankster. So that may be a little bit why she's kind of screwy. Um, but 
I love this she, chapter heading where she says, six times I've lost my shoes while wearing them. A list that shouldn't exist. I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a great story. That's mm. fantastic. One time, one of her shoes rode an elevator by itself. It's great. <laughs> like, I mean, it's... And she says she bought, so she bought condoms funny. for her dog. That's the weirdest thing I've ever read. That's insane. All right. Mm-hmm. You, you sold me. Yep. Sounds like. So, yeah, she's absolutely hilarious. But it's also, as she mentioned, sort of in that introduction, it's very relatable and uh, and, and makes things like uh, mental illness and self-care and things like that very relatable and also accessible. It's like, hey, this is OK. It's OK to be kind of messed up and see look how fun it is look how hilarious i am because of all my foibles you know and um so i thought that would be the perfect book to talk about today um because we're gonna have wendy later Mm -hmm. and then um you know we're our real steps meeting uh that's like the party for everybody is coming up on monday so i thought was that monday I might, yep, I might, pull, I might pop in there. Yeah, I think I may go in there. So, just, I'm, I'm yeah. sure that Wendy will mention it also, but I just wanted to plug it as well because I, I am a member of the Real Steps community, and it is, it is a fantastically wonderful place, and it's supportive and awesome. Plus, you get and there like, ain't no party access. like a Real Steps party because the Real Steps party, party don't is, stop, don't That's stop. Right. Yeah, hey, uh, and I, you get access <clears> to Wendy. So yeah, you get access to my sister. So I, I always <laughs> like to t- ask her how her little cult is going, but it's all in jest. I'm kidding because obviously it's not a cult, but. <laughs> It's fun to say that to her because, you know, she's my sister and that's yeah, what you do. Yeah. Not yeah. a cult. Yeah, not a cult. I'm not an accurate person to ask because, like, I'm a member. So if right. it is a cult, then I'm, I'm yeah, you all in. Know. You know? Yeah, people exactly. people in the cult never know they're in it. They just, uh, right. they're just in it. Um, but, yeah, no, she's she's doing killer stuff with that. And I'm really, uh, I'm actually excited about to hear what that what that's like. I mean, I know it's a virtual party, but uh, I have no idea what that means or what they have planned. So I think I may sneak in there and just kind of see, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, you totally should. Well, we enjoyed when we, when you joined us that one time, Scott. It's, uh, you well, can yeah. see, it's very it's That very was a good funny. time. No, that was really great. I enjoyed that. And it was, you know, Wendy couldn't have had worse internet. She was, like, on the road at the time and had some crappy Wi-Fi at some place they were staying. And she couldn't stay on very long. Or when she'd get cut out, it was just like, all right, whatever. But it was still fun. You guys all were super chill. And, yeah, I liked it in there. Uh Good. Well, there you go. Uh, remind people the name of the book again one more time. I saw it's on uh, Amazon or everywhere you get books, so super easy to find. Yep, it totally is. Um, it is Broken in the Best Way Possible by Jenny Lawson. You can just look for Broken by Jenny Lawson and and, and find it. Nice. Um, and she does read all of her own audiobooks. And like I say, with... Uh, with nonfiction, I find it it's it's really good if the author reads their own stuff because they're just telling you their own story. So yeah. I I really enjoy her and I love she actually talked about uh, her re- doing the reading for her first audiobook. She was absolutely in a panic because she suffers from just crippling uh, anxiety mm-hmm. and she had never done anything like that before and she was just messing it up and she could tell the producers were getting really impatient with her and she went outside and she's friends with Neil Gaiman oh. and mm-hmm. so like but she was just thought she just thought okay I'm just gonna call my friend Neil you know and she called him and she's like I'm screwing this up completely you gotta help me and Neil Gaiman gave her the best advice ever he said go back in and pretend you're good at it <laughs> 
That's great. And that worked. And she's done that ever since. And like people have actually gotten, you know, they come to her book signings and stuff and they have tattoos on their arm. She wrote it on her arm. She took a Sharpie and wrote, pretend you're good at it (laughs) on her arm. And so people get tattoos of that on her arm, on their arms and show her now. Yeah, People, people, people that ask Brian and I, how do you do a 10, 11 year old podcast? You just go on every day and pretend you know what you're doing. Pretend you know what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Works for us. If it works for us, it'll work for you. Uh, go check it out. It's available like everywhere. Where whoever sells books, they have it. Okay, so don't worry. Claire's in there. Give me someone other than Amazon. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> I can't do it. It's fine. That's fine. I understand. Go to Barnes and Noble or I guess whatever you have in Ireland. What do you got? Like the pot and the kettle over there or something like that? Well, you got like the, and she says, I need an oh, an Audible equivalent. I was going to say, well, Audible is Amazon, but that's yeah. not what she's asking. Oh, for. she wants an alternative. Yeah. She the alternative, alternative, that is actually kind of a problem. There's no good... If you want something other than Audible, there aren't many out there. Yeah. Like, no, there really aren't. Not with the breadth and width of coverage that they have. I guess mm-hmm. you could always keep buying the disc versions and then convert them to MP3s yourself and then live in a nightmare world. But uh-huh. yeah, there needs to be more competition yeah. in audiobooks. I think that would be really good. Agree. Uh, I'll look it up for you, Claire, because um, Jenny Lawson is a huge, huge fan of independent booksellers. In fact, she runs an independent bookshop now um, in Texas where she lives. And um, so she's a big, big fan of that. So there may actually be, you know, a, a way to get her audiobook without going through Amazon. So I'll, I'll find out. I'll look that up for you. There you I'll have post it. it. It's, uh, it's Amy, everyone. Uh, Red Fraggle everywhere that you can find her. Anything else you want to tell people before we go? Yes. So I am actually going to be on TV's Travis's podcast called Wait You Haven't Seen. Oh, my. Um, oh, cool. What are you guys yeah, what's watching? Your, what's your thing? Yeah. What's your movie? We're going to be talking about one of my favorite movies ever. Um, it's The Apartment with Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine because oh, TV's wow. Travis had never seen it. And yeah. so it qualified for the podcast. And I I love that movie so much. And I'm all about that. You want to talk about a cult? Like, that is a cult. I'm like, come watch The Apartment. Mm. <laughs> Everybody should watch The Apartment. I'm trying to. I've never seen it either. So that's uh, that's a good one for me to listen to. And 19... check out. Is that streaming somewhere? 60? Let's see. I'm not sure. I have it on Blu-ray, so I don't know if it's streaming, but I imagine it is. It's it's an old Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine movie. It's like it's yeah. in black and white, and it's fantastic. Um, it's it's really really good. So. Oh, this is um, seven year itch guy. Um, uh, Billy Wild- Wilder made this. Oh, Billy, Billy Wilder. Wilder. Billy Wilder. Yeah. yeah, he <laughs> makes great. He made great. He was awesome in those those days. He made everything that was good. All right. Well, you've convinced me to watch something only my mom would love, so I'm going to go check it out. Uh, I just have never heard of it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, there you have it. It's uh, it's Amy, everyone. Take it easy. Have fun. Thanks for being here this week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye Don't now. blow. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Don't blow. Don't blow. Uh, yep, yep. Good advice. Yep. Uh, we'll, let it, we'll let that stand as a statement. Best, the best advice I think we've ever received yep. on this show. Don't blow. Grant, wonderful. Don't blow. Uh, we're gonna I'm, take... I'm sure she was going to say, don't blow the cayenne pepper into your eyes. Oh, but yeah. That was probably it it. something else. Yeah. Could have been. We Fill in know. the blanks. You guys say you guys say and do it. you want to not blow. Okay? All right. <laughs> hey, Brian, let's take a break. When we come back, my sister, Wendy, will be here. She's uh, We got a big email she received that we're going to read today and uh, see if we can deal with. And uh, that'll be fun. So stick around. Uh, what song hath you prepared? We're going to Chicago today, Scott, and big thanks to Us and Them group for sending me this one. Uh, This is a band called Touched by Ghoul. 
Not touched by a ghoul, just touched by ghoul, G-H-O-U-L. They have a brand new album called Cancel the World. Uh, This is a a Chicago quartet that's made up of of members of Cybris and Pink Frost. So if you're a local to Chicago and those bands, you recognize those band names, then... um, then you'll like this. Uh, this Chicago Quartet, Touched by Ghoul, first video from their sophomore album, Cancel the World. I've said all that stuff. Oh, let's just listen to the song. Here is <laughs> Canceled, sorry, uh, Better Than Me by Touched by Ghoul. I eat baguette. Aren't you afraid? Too scared to be. All right, we're back, everybody. That song, once again, was? That song is Touched by Ghoul, uh, and the song is called Better Than Me. Very, very nice. All right, yeah. <clears throat> we're gonna get windy in here. 
Speaking of the the uh, the leader of all things real stuff uh, or uh, real real steps, real steps is what I meant to say. And uh, she's okay. yeah. Hey, oh hey. look who it is, everybody. My sister Wendy, who is the cult a, leader, the cult uh, leader of yeah. <laughs> the benevolent uh, leader, the great leader. What do you prefer to be called by your people, by your minions? Benevolent, benevolent, dictator. Benevolent dictator. Oh, yes. I like that. Oh, or benevolent. Yeah, that's fine. Benevolent dictator. Yeah. Hey, uh, are you? Uh, I'm excited because you're gonna. We're gonna get to see you in the family, I guess, sometime here soon. Yeah. A couple months. Yeah. In March. Yeah. Not too. Not not, not too far off. A little bit. Yeah. That'll be good. Uh, well. Yes, in comparison. Plus, they'll be really nice. You're going to ski, I guess, right? There's That's yeah. part of the plan yeah. or something? Uh, I'll just give everyone your full itinerary. But anyway, the point yeah, is... Yeah, it'll be on two. Yeah. So meet me there. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna go up in it's per, like great uh, skiing time in Utah is like March. March is amazing because yes. it's kind of warm in the valley or warming, and uh, the the mountains are still just awesome and lots of powder and oh, you're gonna love yeah. it. And we will be sweating to death. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> Compared to where you live, it is yeah. so cold. So Elliot's been going snowboarding quite a bit, and it's you know three or four degrees <laughs> yeah, yeah. so can you imagine just skiing we're gonna be those jeans and t-shirt skiers remember in the 80s and 90s mm, yeah yes. nothing Glam, better than baby. skiing in wet denim yeah wet denim <laughs> mm. no i mean denim. seriously is there a worse feeling than wet cold denim on your legs i don't think there is i don't know no no well, it's pretty no. bad it's bad sensation well anyway it's good to have you here we're looking forward to that we're going to go ahead and dive into your segment today with an email that you received, and supposedly I got copied on, but I never got it. I don't know why I didn't see it, but uh, I, I'm glad you got it because this is a good one, and I feel bad I missed it. I had a weird email issue that I'm still kind of having, so if anyone out there feels like you sent me something real important and it never got a reply, it might be because of this weird thing I'm having with Hover. i got to figure it out, so I apologize. Use the Gmail ones, and you'll be fine. All right. When do you want me to just dive in here? Anything, any setup here? Just read it. No, just read it. All right, here we go. Scott, looking to remain anonymous, they say. So we're going to call this person E. Hey, Wendy and TMS, I have an ex-partner and still wonderful friend who managed to get out of a very toxic relationship they had been in for a very long time. That same toxic relationship actually made our dating life fall apart. After they were super depressed, or after they were super depressed and trying to unwrap all the trauma that was generally just in a bad place altogether. Uh, as they worked through it and started to become a stronger... Uh, see worked through it and started to become a stronger person over they over all they met oh overall comma stronger person overall got it they met uh the love of their life having dated i recognized the signs of how happy they were with their new partner uh talking with this new partner i just know how perfect they were for each other and for the first time in a long time i felt like my friend was finally going to be okay again they dated for a while and things were going really great uh, really well. There uh, was even talk about getting married. Even uh, where did I get even from? If they know. could save up enough money for it at all. Today is a tough read for some reason. Uh, then one terrible day in mid December of 2018, the partner had a stroke and passed away two days later. Jeez. Uh, my friend was obviously devastated, and a few months later, lockdown started isolating themselves even more. They have fought hard with grief. Uh, then and I have been as, as supportive as uh, as possible while some members of their family and even some friends have told them it's been two years you need to move on I have continued to be on their side uh, supporting them giving them a sh- uh, shoulder to cry on listening to the good memories letting them rant about how other people don't understand I have never experienced the loss of a loved one 
but I know the grief is difficult for anyone uh, or everyone, and I know it will probably never truly go away. I know the I knew the best thing I could do was just continue to be a good friend and be there for them. I meet up with them last week or met up with them last week, and told uh, they told me they went to a, psych- a psychic to talk to their partner on how nice it was. Uh, I'm agnostic both in religion and my philosophy on the universe. Um, I don't know if psychics are a real thing or if they are just good at reading people, but if it helps their <clears throat> them deal with their grief, I believe it should uh, they should do it. But I do know some psychics out there are in it for the money and don't care about their clients. My hesitation is that I've fallen for a scam recently and lost a fair amount of money. I know how good it can feel to be following that and uh, how good it can feel to be following that and how easy it is to ignore signs uh, in the middle of it. <clears throat> My friend says they're going to continue to visit psychics, even different ones. As I said, if this can help them with their grief, I don't want to discourage it. Uh, but I also care for them and know how vulnerable they are right now. And I'm afraid they'll have a run in with somebody who will tell them everything they want to hear and drain my friend of all of their money and fake psychic uh, and and the fake psychic can get away with it. My friend uh, gets a lot of negativity about dealing with their grief from people in their life. And I've done my best to help them and be supportive. Uh, but I'm not sure how to approach them with my concern about this without starting to sound like the negative people around them. Do you have any advice on how to talk to my friend about this? Am I being overprotective of my friend? Am I causing harm by pushing them to move on at all? Any suggestions you would give would be extremely helpful. Thanks. Signed a concerned friend, E. So, psychics. I'm going to try not to let my own biases in this conversation today. I hear your bias. Just get it out. There, it's out it's all BS. It's bullcrap. Flim It's is flim, what it is. flim flam bullcrap. It doesn't exist. It's garbage. It doesn't. It isn't real. And uh, they. I, I know that there's, Wendy, we probably speak to this, but I know there are people in this world that can can even convince themselves of the things they're telling people. Mm-hmm. And so they, they believe that they are psychic, but at some point when it started for them, they started lying to themselves and they've just forgotten that they lied to themselves. So I think it's utter garbage is what I'm saying. So at me if you want everybody in the world. I don't care. Psychics are bullshit. And that's just my stance. So there's my bias. How do you feel about that? Now, Very is strong. The, <laughs> but if, I mean, that that's where the, the conundrum is, right? If going to a psychic helps your friend, do you put away your your bias against psychics and say, well, it's working for them. It's making them feel better. Is it going to cause damage in the long run, them believing this sort of thing? Like, what if it doesn't work all of a sudden? Then they're going to feel like you didn't have their back. There's so much, so much to that. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is tricky because, like, okay, we'll get into the psychic part of things in a second, but let's just start with the very core, most important thing: mm-hmm. is that this is a person you care about deeply, and their heart is broken, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I would say, for the most part, and every sort of culture is a little different uh, in how they handle grief. You know, we've talked about this on the show a couple times, but just you know, what's appropriate, what's normal, how it's handled. Um, and then just sort of the human capacity for certain things with grief, you know, some people could, you could see them just sort of process through and their loss of a loved one. And, you know, it's sad and they have a memorial or a couple of things, and then they kind of resume life eventually. And that's kind of what we consider healthy or normal grief. Right. And we, yeah. we call it that. Um, and, but everyone's going to be somewhere a variation of of that when it gets 
stuck and lasts a lot longer. I, I always say a year is like a good benchmark of like you should pass through every holiday or every anniversary at least once um, before anyone should get too worried that they're still sad. Um, and because, of course, you should be a little bit sad forever, right? If this person meant that much to you, it's when it becomes complicated or stuck um, and you can't move on and you can't function and it starts to cause all sorts of other things where your life is now affected so, so much, then, then those are signs that like, okay, this has gotten stuck or complicated. It's prolonged. Um, and you need help with that. And it can't, and I, so I get that, you know, the psychic's kind of like a fun version of getting help <laughs> in that it, it's going to satisfy the part of you that just wants that connection so bad. Wants it so, wants it back so desperately that, you know, this feels like, like an option. So I'm going to give you a a quick story. I I worked with a client who had very complicated grief and the, the death was sudden and unexpected and suicide. And that, that can be just more complicated. It usually is. Right. So very, very difficult all during the pandemic where there was no ability, they were in different countries. There was no ability to go and even go to the grave, let alone, the gathering or whatever. Right. And so I think some of this complicated grief, I think we're seeing a lot in the last two years because of those re- realities, like, you know, five people can be at this funeral service back in the early days of this. I had a friend lose a, a parent during that time and only eight people could be in the room and right. just how um, sort of stunted that, that, the effect of grieving it can have by not being allowed to gather and not being able allowed to um, sort of see the, the person one last time or those types of things. Right. So, so, so much challenge there and just empathy for the, and compassion for how hard this has been for so many people. Yeah. And right? I want to, I should make something very clear. Like people, I, I am not annoyed with people who are seeking help from psychics or those who are getting help from psychics or think they're getting help from psychics or anyone who is, believes anything. If somebody, if somebody decides that the only way they can deal with a problem is that they, that ducks, uh, are running the world secretly, that's okay with me too. I don't have a problem with any of that. It may not be a shared belief I have, but I don't have a problem with it. The problem I have with it is there's a victimization here with psychics and the, we'll get to that. We'll get, we'll to, get to that in a second. Yeah, we'll I just want to point out all of the, the reasons anyone would go there and, and then why this friend of course is concerned but, but starting out with like, and the reason I want to acknowledge all of the grief and it's difficult and everyone's grieving something. Some of us are just grieving, you know, not having to show our vaccine cards when we go to a restaurant, you know, or whatever, wherever you're at with different things in your life. But collectively, we've all experienced some things we should be grieving about lost relationships because none of us see eye to eye anymore, or, you know, whatever. So there's a lot of grief and name one time any of you have had a class before that tells you how to handle grief, what's healthy grief. What is okay? What is dangerous? When do I need help? Like nobody, nobody, never. <laughs> nobody. I can't. I can't think of any situation like they don't do this in school. Like where it's all hard knocks, right? <laughs> it's basically like you know, in my industry, we get trained in that, and then we go out and have to help people with it. Like that's the closest thing. And you know, some families will maybe have a healthier version of this, but that's going to be dependent on one person in the family making sure that happens or whatever, right? So it's just collectively we're not awesome at least western culture wise 
Um, I can't speak for others, but, but I do think, um, like just recently I was at a funeral, um, and everyone there was African and there was so much more noise and like real crying and like, and then dancing and there was a band and I was like, I want this to be my funeral. It was just alive. And also really sincerely weeping and grieving and everyone sharing. And I was like, this has to help you process grief. It has to. And and, you know, these are Africans living in Minnesota, which is like a rough combo of like, tone it down and be quiet and it's cold and then be yourselves. Right. Yeah. But they're still just like the joy in celebrating someone's life was pretty, pretty moving. And like, wow, OK, this is a this is a difference in like, you know, let's sip our, our British selves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, anyway, yeah. no, I know what you mean. Um, so, I mean- OK, so so that's what's tricky is this like he's. He or she, I can't remember who sent the email, uh, or they sent said that this person does not have a lot of support in grieving with their their family, mm-hmm. right? And then also two years, people have moved on after two weeks. So two years, you know, the family and friends component are just like they're living their lives, paying their taxes, doing their thing. It so for two years, you know, they're in this deep grief, and people stop wanting to talk about it. They don't know what to do. They stop wanting to talk about it. So isolation for this person is part of the reason some of this could explain some of the way it's stuck. And it's very common for people to be stuck in grief when others around them move on and they feel very alone in that. Mm -hmm. So here comes, how do I get help for that? So grief work in therapy is arduous (laughs) and long and you're going to cry a lot and you have to work through some things. And you know, it's, it's, it's not the least expensive and or quick route. So if that's the option that society has provided and you don't want to, that, that seems extra hard. And then the other option society has provided is you talk to this lady from Long Island who has a gift mm-hmm. and you know, you pay money and she'll tell you whatever kinds of things you want to hear. So, so this client, this client uh, who had this very complicated grief ended up, you know, we're doing therapy. She's doing the hard work of grief and it is hard and it's stuck and she's doing her best and it's improving, but it's slow. And so she's just like, don't judge me, but I made an appointment with a psychic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, cool. I want to hear all about it when you're done. Mm-hmm. And this psychic is, I'm sure it's a famous person, some American dude who like is like a cheesy <laughs> Not cheesy, it's fine. But I just watched one f- minute of a video about him. I was like, oh my gosh, really? This is this is appealing to anyone? Mm-hmm. And that's because I'm not in the desperate sense of grief, right? Like I, I, I can't really just look past his, the clear, obvious, you know, maybe scam of it. Um, but also like, hey, people are intuitive. They can read a room. They can get a sense of what, you know, they hear enough about your story. And this person, by the way, I should mention, is incredibly bright. Mm. This is someone who works, you know, in international, you know, making the world really, truly a better place. Like, this is no dummy. And what ends up happening is while she's actively doing therapy and then she she goes to the psychic, she comes back and tells me the things. And, of course, a part of her knows, like, oh, well, they read the thing I wrote and then they just said stuff that would make me hopefully feel better. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves you and he wants you to move on and you know, all the things, but he got a bunch of stuff wrong too. Mm -hmm. And she knows 
She knows. Mm -hmm. But it was just a moment that she needed to feel something. And I look at it as part of the treatment process for her. She mm -hmm. needed to kind of almost cross that box um, and, and really recognize, you know, that it's not going to be a way like that, that you feel better mm -hmm. necessarily. And other people, they get to hear all the right things. Humans are really good. This is why magicians have jobs, right? And psychics have jobs is you can do this type of work with somebody and maybe not harm them. You're helping them feel better, but it isn't true. You didn't actually know this person and what he wants to say, you know, mm -hmm. it's, and so is it a weird service that is sort of provided throughout history in our, on this planet? Yeah, kind of. Mm -hmm. That someone really intuitive is going to have you touch a crystal ball <laughs> and tell you stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then take some of your money. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I, I would just like to mention, like, there is a version of this that is not going to harm anyone. But here's this emailer who has been taken advantage of recently. Yeah. So, of course, you're heightened to that. And you're really nervous about it. And you want to tell this person not to do this thing because you're afraid of the scam because your height, your heightened awareness means for sure it's a scam and they're going to get ripped off and et cetera, et cetera. And here's where your real power is. Cause often we think our power is like telling someone not to do something. I just like everyone to raise their hand. If the last time you told another adult not to do something, they did it or did not. Do yeah. It. How well did that go for you? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. And it's a struggle for us to learn this because we truly want that to work. <laughs> oh yeah. We want um, it to work so bad that we keep trying and it never works. I don't know why we keep yeah. trying. But. And it in fact makes people go the other direction quicker. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like a rebellious rebound effect or something. Sure. Um, and so to go to this friend and say, this is a scam and you're going to get hurt means you are setting them up to secretly go to the psychic rather than publicly talk to you about going to the psychic. Those are the only two options because you're not going to convince them otherwise if they're already planning this. Yeah. They're just not. So then you have to decide, do I want to be the, the person they can talk to about it so that I can then have some influence? Um, and I can express concern. You can say, oh, I'm concerned. Remember that thing that just happened to me? I'm a little sensitive. Maybe that's just me. You kind of can couch it with like, maybe I'm being paranoid for you, but just like walk me through what it is and who this person is. And, you know, you you can be the concerned uh, voice of reason without trying to stop someone from doing something because what you do is then you say, like I said to my client, I could have said like, hello, why are you doing this? You're an intelligent person. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. Or we're working on your grief and make it about me not doing my job or something. Right. Mm -hmm. But I just knew if she just knew I was like, it's okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it when you're, when you, when you're done, I want to hear all about it. And then she can come back with her own conclusions. She doesn't need to defend that decision to me. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's uh, what I would recommend that you make sure you stay the pro grieving friend that grieve as long as you need. How can I help you? I'm here to listen. Um, you know, if you're going to go to the psychic, uh, here are some of my concerns. I'm nervous just because I care about you. Reiterate that I care about you and then be willing to be there to listen to it afterwards. Then this person, then you don't have to worry you're going to lose them to the, the realm of psychic wizardry and she'll, she or he or they or will lose all their money. I mean, I get that there's this money component that is yeah haunting them because of their own experience, but you know. Sure. But the idea is that you, if you do this right, she doesn't, she, he or they don't have to defend themselves 
against you also. Like, don't be yeah. yet yet another thing where justification has to happen. That's that's yeah. the thing that's hard for me. Like, if I heard, I don't know, if one of my kids came to me and said, "Dad, I'm seeing a psychic," and I talked to Grandpa the other day or something like that, yeah, it would be difficult for me to just say, "Okay, well now, all right, that sounds interesting." You know, like I, <laughs> I would be like, Tell uh, me about "Really, it. <laughs> you're really doing that? Like, what did I raise you or not? Like, what happened here?" So that would be hard for me because, yeah. again, back to what I said earlier there's a there's a victim and a perpetrator aspect to this that i really dislike and 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 it would it's hard for me to separate that even though in this situation like you're talking about with our with the emailer the best thing might be to let this play out and be that kind of friend that's there for the playing out and that's probably the best way to be right now but it's so hard when you know in, in the deepest parts of your guts that, that this, you know, that the, that the, the, the person claiming to be the psychic is at the very least full of it. And at the worst is, you know, going to leave you dry and have, you'll have right. no money or no whatever by the time you're done. Or you'll wonder if anything's, everything's allied now. Cause now, well, if that isn't true, who's, who's telling me the truth anymore? Like I just, I, I always jump to that and I don't know how to like dial that back and not be so ready to, yeah. Well, and, and the piece of it, like, I mean, if, if your kid did that, you know, and this is where we, we sort of struggle as a species is stuff triggers us. Right. So like you're triggered by that idea that one of your kids would fall for something like that. And then you're reacting out of the like protection or the like, Whoa, what, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and really how that's perceived is not like, Oh, see, my dad really loves me. He thinks that makes good decisions. <laughs> like what they did then have to do is go, well, now I gotta defend that. And you know what happens when people are defending really bad ideas, they start to really double down and believe them and make that part of their identities. And and so you can just push someone further and further away. So so you take this person who is still supportive of their friend's grief. I mean, I'm saying that I'm not sure they are supportive of it, but, you know, need to be supportive of it because what happens is when every door shuts, because everyone's just like moving on all the influences in this person's life that can be helpful and they're just running out of patience. Well, then you'll find someone who's willing to listen Mm. and, and help you. And you're willing to pay more and more money. So you're not going to get ripped off with one session with a psychic. You're not going to ripped off with a couple. It's when you are going to just, it's like a, whatever, I don't know what they do or how they get all your money. Addiction kind of thing where they keep increasing. Well, for another hundred dollars, we could, you know, we could do a seance and get. uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and do you name a business that isn't doing that to all of us right now anyway? You know what I mean? Like a lot of, a lot of that is, yeah, a lot of that happens anyway. So I don't know, like, that's my whole, that's my big take with this is like, isn't it more okay let me ask you this wendy is it more or less responsible for them to say you know there are actual grief therapists <laughs> you know people who are trained and have like degrees and yeah. and 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 have a scientific background in this space yeah. um that will probably really help you i guess it just doesn't sound as good as this person might be able to channel them and i can talk to them on friday you know of course not mm-hmm. nothing like that is is 
I mean, that's the most appealing thing in the world. You know how much I wish this was real? I know, right? That'd be, be rad. Yeah. My grief counseling would take a couple sessions. Okay, now call Jimmy. He's going to tell you everything this person wants you to know. And then we'll deal with it. Like, okay, this person hated you. All right, we got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, no one's going to offer, you know, words from the other side of, you know, the grave that are like awful and real and you know like it's only going to be whatever that person might need to hear yeah they're not going to come out and go "Ah, i see you still take the garbage out too late for the morning pickup you know it's not like your 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 dead parent is going to just you know do any of those things it's always going to be yes i i miss you and you're doing great (laughs) yeah yeah. i can see i've been watching you you. (laughs) all right well i also think you know when any of this happens uh, and uh, there are people who will do this for entertainment so we should probably make that caveat like we're going to spend how much money on whatever we find entertaining uh there are some people that this is like fun i i've known lots of lots of women in their like dating years in their 30s and their career stuff who are just like it's just fun my friends and i go do we go to this whatever and she tells us our future you sure. know like they're not it's like, a, it's like a it's it. like a carnival trick or a, totally. you, you go to but Vegas you, and you're like, hey, we're going to do this thing we'd never do otherwise. Let's go do it. Yeah, I get that. But of course, the desperation, this is why we can't have monopolies, right? Is because it makes you desperate. Mm-hmm. And so in this in this same sense, it's like I have nothing else to go to. I have no other resource. This starts to feel really appealing. And that's when people can be at risk. And so I don't know what this this the emailers um the scam they got involved with is, but to find, maybe dig into that a little for yourself. Like, why did that work on Mm me? Some of it is they're pretty savvy sometimes. Other times, I mean, like tricking old people into doing something because you called them on the phone Mm -hmm. is like so easy because that is their history is to answer the phone and have conversations, right? You try to trick one of my kids by having the phone ring. They're not going to (laughs) answer, right? Mm -hmm. Like you've, you would you go to where the need is or whatever the person is craving, um, and that's that's why making sure no one is that desperate is the answer, right? That they're mm-hmm. supported and loved. Sure, sure. Well, it's complicated, obviously, just like everything is that we talk about on this segment. But um, I don't know. I really this is one where I really hope that whatever the method is gets through to them and they don't get too far down. Cause this does not sound like somebody yeah. who's going to a psychic for entertainment mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. This no, is not somebody no. who's, who's getting a kick out of magic. Dialing up Miss Cleo on uh, nine, the nine, seven, six number after yeah. American gladiators. Exactly. So I, you know, it's, I get this way about, again, people should believe what they want to believe if they want to, whatever. I, I just don't like it when others take advantage of that. And so yeah. I just want this, I want sooner than later for this to to turn around and not be about the psychic and just be about, Mm -hmm. I don't know that because this friendship sounds legit and real and and meaningful. And you know, that comes through in this email. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Wendy on everything she said, but boy, I don't know how hard this must be because psychics, dude, whatever. (laughs) Here's the thing too. They're so full of it. Yeah, go ahead. But, but so, so one thing is, you know, well, and maybe it's that, you know, when you think about what you're naturally good at that other people don't get, like both of you, what are you both good at naturally? It kind of happens. Maybe it's like you have, you dream certain ways or, 
artistic wise or, you know, just something like what sort of makes you different than like the five randos that live around you on your streets? Oh, geez. No one's ever asked me that. I tend to retain stuff. Like I, you know, I have a, a pretty good memory for garbage information that I'll never use again, but, uh, (laughs) but I retain it. He's got a big, we always use that straw. Brian's got a giant straw where he's got lots of marbles. Yeah. I, um, for me, it's probably, (laughs) I think I'm pretty good at filling conversation. So if I'm in any situation, I can't imagine a single situation where I would be at a loss for words. I could always say something. So yeah, that's probably my, if I have a superpower, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. So now imagine if people came to, to seek your gift and you could offer it yeah, and it was, you could actually make them feel better or help them. With your straw analogy and your <laughs> filling space and conversations, uh-huh. like can you you can imagine like oh wow that's like a use of a gift in like a good way, and I'm going to tell you there might be just all the crooks out there doing the whatevers, but there are I would assume many many psychics actually have some gifts or experiences that other people around them don't, meaning they just I mean. I can find you a kid who was in a difficult family life where they were always tuned in to the vibe in the room to make sure they didn't do the wrong thing to have their parents fight or whatever. And you, you ask them as an adult, usually that shows up as anxiety later on, but how they use that, that training, that gift to be just really overly aware of how people are feeling in a room and now they are able to manage, and I have a friend like this who's a lawyer, and it serves her so well in the work she does as a lawyer because she can, it's like she can vibe that they're lying or feel that something like, and she's just never really talked about it. But when she said it out loud, I was like, wow, well, it's like a superpower from a training from a different era. Or sometimes you're just born with some of this stuff. I think that's what we might be dealing with with most psychics. Mm. And yeah. they have kind of a, a gift that they have, you know, and it might not be that they see dead people or understand what's happening on the other side, but they can really read the people they're with. Yeah. The, the idea of an empath or uh, somebody yeah. who's like, I don't know, uh, counselor Troy on Star Trek, somebody who can really totally, totally. Feel and so I want to bash and... anyone who has some of these gifts and they don't know what to do with it. And they're, it, it, and there's not a market necessarily <laughs> for some of that, but you know, but obviously there's it, in any, person's profession there's a way to cheat and scam and hurt other people and and so this just one is maybe a little more fraught because the desperation of those you know sort of coming to you mm-hmm. um but i'm thinking about the and you guys see brian i do not have your gift at all it is called a, it's just a you have uh, a little tiny straw and very yeah, little marbles. barely yeah. any gets in and then nothing stays anyway anyway the the Magic show we all watched, remember, and talked about? Yeah. You know. I think Brian lost his internet. That's why he's not answering. But Oh, boo. Yeah, okay. Keep going. I don't of course, know the happened. guy with this big straw we, we've lost. Anyway, yeah. but that, you know, when he went around and, um, and I'm not, I can't remember the name, of course, but he ran around and told everyone the cards that they picked about who they really wish they were mm-hmm. and who they really are in their core and how emotional people got. And all he did was a magic trick. He figured out who picked what card and where they were sitting. And then he could go through, but he was dramatic and it was pretty dang amazing and seemed impossible. And then, but it touched these people. Like Mm -hmm. 
And I think I mentioned I had a client attend one of those who um, is a firefighter and, you know, that kind of rescuer. And, and his, his thing was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to save people. And he said, it's incredibly moving Mm -hmm. to have some stranger look you in the eye and tell you who you really are and who you really feel like you are. Like, that's a gift for that dude to have figured out how to do all those things. Mm. And it was very entertaining. And, you know, you just had to be careful because when you're desperate on the other end, you maybe can make some- Yeah. I, you know what? And that, so that's interesting. And I, I'm going to tell a very quick little story here that I promise is not, I'm not trying to toot a horn here. I promise. Okay. It's just something I did the other day and I wasn't sure why I did it. But what we're talking about today is making me think maybe I'm figuring it out. Um, I feel like I've been starved for this a little bit. But the other day, uh, a follower on Twitter uh, tagged me on Twitter and said, hey, here's this drawing. Have you seen The Last Airbender? Watch that with your kids at all? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He puts up on on his feed uh, a drawing that his daughter had done of Aang, the character Aang, the last, literally the last airbender. And it was super cute and it was adorable. She's six years old. And I loved it. I just love when people share that kind of stuff. And I'm a sucker for kids and, and good parenting and art and kids and all that, you know, whatever. It's like, it's like, it's like my, my kryptonite. And I just got this feeling like, you know what I want to do? I'm going to, I'm going to private message that guy. I'm going to, before I do that, I'm going to draw a version of what she drew. Like in her style, I'm going to draw that again but I'm going to do it like all finished up and colored up and everything. And I'm going to put like a personal little note to her and I'm going to print this and I'm going to send it to this guy if he's okay with it. So I, I contacted him and said, Hey, I'd like to just do this. Your daughter's art made my day that day. I'd like to do a little thing. It's, you know, it's free of course. And you don't have to do it if you don't want to, if you think this is weird at all, you know, just feel free to tell me to go, go away. Um, and he's like, Oh no, she'd love it. She likes your cartoons a lot. And she wants to, grow up and draw and she gets older and all this stuff. So it was just like very, very cathartic experience for me. And it, I don't know why I needed it. <laughs> I just needed this moment of like, um, I can do a thing. Like there's so much stuff I can't help and do. Mm-hmm. Like I can't fix problems that we hear about all the time that we see every day. Uh, all of it amplified during the pandemic in a way that's, you know, kind of, a thing of our time, but there was one thing I could do, which was this one moment. I see this thing and I realize I could do this and, and connect in this way. And maybe this makes some difference. I don't know. I don't even know if it does. I mean, all I, it may, it'll make a six year old happy for a half an hour. And that's probably as good as anything can be in the world anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm just going to do that. And it was cathartic. It didn't, I was worried that on the other end of it, you're like, ah, you're just, you know, trying, you're just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks or whatever. But it was really helpful for me. And um, it, I hope it made a difference to them as well. Um, but that that was something I just felt like I just freaking had to do. It was weird. It was a really weird thing that came out of that. Because I didn't expect to feel that way. But there was just something so genuine about his post and about her cute little drawing. And I just thought... You know, we can play this. Let's have let's play a game real quick, and and it's one that I can do. I can do this. Like yeah. I can't do a lot of things, but this I can do. And it's not going to solve. <laughs> it's not going to solve divisions in my country. It's not going to solve uh, 
you know, uh, whatever other problems I want to point out. It's not going to make the pandemic go away. It's not going to do any of those things. But it did help me for about a day, you know. Yeah. And that was nice. Yeah, I mean, and it's all we can do, yeah. right, is yeah. the things you can. Yeah. Right? I mean, and, and I really I think- super hesitant to even share that story because I don't I, – I really did – I don't – I didn't do it to tell anybody about, about it. In fact, I had no plan to. But what you're talking about today – just feels like that sort of thing. And there's like a chance for people listening to us today to reach down and figure out what, you, what is your thing? Like you said, what is your yeah. magic power? Yeah. What is your deal? If it's, you know, Brian's elephantitis memory or my, whatever my thing is, my ability to fill conversations, what, what is yours and how could you maybe apply it like right now to make a, just a tiny, tiny poke in the, in the overall scheme of things and, and just earn a little karma. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think there's, I think that's the, the absolute right application, right? I mean, the emailers like, how's this related to us and how it is related is like whatever gift you have to share with this friend and it, you maybe aren't so sure of it because when someone's grieving it's when probably most of us feel the most impotent, like mm-hmm. how do I help this person? Mm-hmm. Right. And I have training and I've had moments with certain clients in grief that I'm like, I am not qualified right now. Like, I don't, this is too much because I, I, it's just so much pain. And so the worst thing we can do is leave someone alone in their pain, right? That's the, on every level, it's abandoning them anyway, but abandoning them in their, their dire need. That's why when someone shows up for you, so I, I was talking to a Swede the other day who said, she came to America a couple times as a kid. Her dad lived here for a little while, so she'd visit. And she loved Costco. It was the best place she's ever been. I Costco? believe that story exists. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and so we were, yeah. we were talking about Costco. And then she said, the other thing, my dad really liked old cars. So he bought like this 1962 old Chevy. And it we go out for a drive and it breaks down. And she said, I'm 13 years old. And I counted. 25 people stopped to ask to help us. Oh, yeah. And she was like, in Sweden, no one would stop. And it's true, they wouldn't. You'd have to say, could someone help me? And then they'd all come and help. They would absolutely help, but they will not break the line of that's your business and this is my business. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in America, we love to break that line all the time. But yeah. anyway, but just she just loved, like, so she just has all sorts of positive feelings. But just this, how amazing that so many people would reach out to help a stranger. And so that's, you know, those 25 people's gift. Um, to see a need and go try to fill the need. And, and there's probably plenty of people who walk by and have a different gift. So some of it is like you're saying, Scott, it's not everyone go do my thing or don't, but, but being overwhelmed and doing nothing, I think is, is been, uh, can be a thing that we're all having or oh, we have yeah. at different times. Yeah. Or but at least yeah, the, or at least the feeling of being, thing. being overwhelmed and not knowing what you can do. Yeah. Like just that yeah. feeling of like helplessness. Like I don't even know what to do. We, we got news yesterday that, uh, one of Taylor's friends from high school who we've stayed close with and actually live around here now, um, young married couple in their twenties. Uh, now they, uh, were pregnant. We knew that, but what we didn't know is the day of the birth, the mom experienced, I forgot the name. It's a, it's a thing that women get, uh, during childbirth, the actual labor process where the body almost like um uh, almost like a, a, a body rejecting an artificial heart it's rejecting you and the baby at the same time saying nope none of this is right foreign body you're all gonna die basically and i don't know what the condition's yeah. called it's just like a rare thing anyway this starts happening to her 
Um, they had to take the baby early as a result. And it looks like overall things are going to be okay. But then the same day that this ordeal happens and this baby's in the NICU and all this stuff, both mom and dad, who have been very careful, triple vaxxed, all that, both have COVID and have been around this little baby who's a brand new newborn and a preemie. So now there's all this concern about, well, when were you contagious and weren't you contagious? And anyway, all this stuff going on. And I hear about that and I go, I don't know what to do. And Kim goes, I know what to do. <laughs> and she she takes care. She had food all ready to go, like in no time flat. Uh, she went over to the house over there, gloved up, masked up, went over there and, and just did like a mask cleaning just so that when he got home, uh, that would be okay because he has to isolate yeah. for a while or whatever. Like she knew right what to do and where to put all of her charity pokes, like just knew. Yeah. And no one will ever, well, now you guys all know because I'm telling you, but no one will know this. Like, I don't even think like, I don't know who will know. The people we help will know. And that's all that mattered to Kim. Um, but that's maybe the trick is knowing what you can do when you can do it, I guess. Yeah. And she knew right away. And I was like struggling to know what to do. This art thing, it was easy for me to know what to do. Um, so I guess that's the thing. If Michael Jordan knew he could play basketball, he'd have no problem. But if he knew he had to go do a public speech, maybe it'd be a little harder for him. That's a bad example, but you know what I mean? Like we have our yeah. strengths and we should, I guess, lean into those, I suppose. Yeah. And just like uh, the little thing, right. That is just, instead of doing nothing, especially in these, these bigger situations, they're, they're really tough. Yeah. And so usually think, and this, this is why Kim's superpower is, is so Handy is everyone needs food mm -hmm. and nobody wants to clean. She just hit two of the most fundamental human needs right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it, it just comes to her. It's like, she didn't have to think about it. Whereas you would have to really think hard that you wanted to clean something up, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. it wouldn't, that's a stretch, but could you fill their walls with art? Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we we need everybody. <laughs> I agree. Different. Well, I would love to hear back from this person. Let us know how this goes. And uh, we hope that, uh, I mean, it sounds like they're already kind of doing their power, which is being this empathetic friend uh, who's there by their side no matter what happens. So you're kind of already doing the important thing. And I don't know, hopefully they'll, this psychic stuff will wear off and become less of whatever it is. This isn't all that different than anything else. People like, oh, if I, if I eat this one flower, I'll never get the, it'll kill this cancer I've got. Probably not. But sometimes people are in the middle of a thing and you can't change it. You just need to be there for them. Oh, it's pretty powerful, right? Like it might help a little for a minute. Yeah. And a psychic, I feel like is a placebo effect. Totally. Like yeah. you got to believe enough, but not like totally. And, and it's, and it gives, Gives you a little shot of dopamine that like there is more to life than just suffering and death at the end. And you know, what? it may help. It may help with the grief. Like I, I don't doubt it has a place to play for some people. Like it's a box that has to be checked for yeah. them to acknowledge a death, you yeah. know? So yeah, sure. I, I think I, I, I never forgot this. I think this made me the skeptic that I am, or the, at least the slightly more critical thinker that I tend to be these days. I had a college class, psychology college class that I took. And in that class, you probably heard this a million times. I'm sure it's an old trick, but she passed out. Our professor passed out this paper. We all had to fill out. And it basically was like a, a thing that described ourselves and who we are and what we're into. And, 
and all this sort of thing. And we passed them all back in, wasn't sure what it was about. And she came out with these papers and she says, I'm just going to pull one of these at random. And she yanks one out of the middle of it like you would a card out of a deck or something. And she says, all right, I'm going to read this about the person. I don't want anyone to do anything yet, but when I finish these five or six traits, I want you to raise your hand if it's you that I'm talking about. And she would name off these four or five traits and then say, all right, raise your hand if I'm, if I'm talking about you. And like a third or more of the class raises their hand. And the whole point of that exercise was to say, are they all Sagittarius's? Because that's how you figure it out. <laughs> but that was kind of it. It was like things like you like to have fun. You don't, <laughs> you know, things that are everyone feels right. Like it was, a, yeah. it was kind of ridiculous, but the way it was worded was in a tricky way that made you, it made you feel like you were being talked to. Yeah. And I never yeah. forgot that. I went, I am yeah. so glad she did this because it basically described the problem. So much of life. Right. Mm-hmm. Hi Van. Sorry, the little boy just walked in. Oh. Hi, buddy. You want to come say something to Aunt Wendy? She's on the phone right now. You want to say something? Say hi, Wendy. Say hi, Wendy. Do you want to do it? Hi, man. Say hi, Wendy. You don't want to do it? Just giggle. I just want to hear the giggle. You want to say hi, Wendy? <laughs> say, say, Wendy, you want to see my dinosaurs? <laughs> I love dinosaurs. You're so cute, buddy. He's talking like a freak now, so I don't know why he wouldn't. He gets I now mean, he, he's finally ner- he's stuff. finally nervous on a microphone, which I think is kind of hilarious, but whatever. It's brain development. Uh, good. well, good. I, good he's time. here today. That'll make my day better. Um, so all right. So let us know. Give us some feedback. If any of you at home uh, have similar thoughts about this stuff, our emails are always open. The morning stream at gmail dot com. I think that's it. Hey, tell us about the uh, the party on Monday, so the people who want to go can go. What's that about? Yes. Uh, okay. This uh, Monday night, we really love our Monday because Monday sucks. So we've picked Mondays as the way to like end a Monday good. And we're going to have a real steps virtual party and give people just a taste of what real steps is about. It'll be very similar to the formats we often use during the sessions and blow your minds just a little, have some fun. Um, so you can sign up to attend that. It's Totally free, of course, and that is, it's going to be 7.30 Central Time on this Monday, January 31st. And so just go to realsteps.org and you can sign up to do that. Also, I think I sent you the link last time. If you want to RSVP directly to the party, um, I can I text that to you? Yeah, Actually, go ahead. Just, yeah, send it to me now and I'll, I can... Uh, and then you can... Yeah, okay. I'll pass it around and put it in the chat yeah. and all that stuff. And then, uh, then you can just like get a sense and like if you're, you know... Like, oh, wow, well, that's not what I thought it was. Or, wow, that's weird. I don't want to do that. That's fine. <laughs> this is I so, don't so weird. Care right? Either way. But we would love for more people to come. Invite your, If you've done it before and you want to invite a family member to just, just like see what it's about, um, it's it's going to be great. So. Yeah. If you guys, uh, truly, truly, the left, the le- okay, so when our family was established, the Johnson family, uh, there were right brains and left brains handed out. And Wendy got yes. the left one. Uh, most of it, you took a huge chunk of the left brain. Yeah, and uh, right. I have tons of right, way too much right, very little left. Uh, so all I'm saying is, you're in good hands. Go over there, be a part of the of the. <laughs> <laughs> of My this. gift is different from Scott's. Yes, gift, very different saying. gift. That's what I'm saying. Here you go. Very chat. different, though. We both can fill a conversation. I feel like we share that. We do share that. Um, neither of us like the quiet, and neither of us will sit in a room where it goes silent and not say anything. It's impossible. Yes, you should all see Scott, I, and Misha, our sister, in a 
Uber in Las Vegas. Oh my god! It gosh. was like the three of us were fighting over getting to know the driver yep. more. Everybody, it was hilarious. Everybody was fighting over who's going to talk to the student, find out his story fastest. And I think yeah. when I think Misha was up front. Yeah, Misha won, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this is my superpower." <laughs> Turns out we all three do it. We all share it. I don't know where we got that, but we got it. All right. Yeah, uh, well, it's fantastic. I did hear back from Brian. His power went out. That's why we have not heard back from him. Oh, Brian, is he in North Korea? What's happening? I don't know what's going I'm watching on. A, I'm watching a K-drama, Scott. Hold a on. K-drama. Hold on. Korean dramas. This is not unusual for things for my brother or Oknam, but why are you watching K-dramas? And because I have a sweet client who's part of the community, actually, yeah. who convinced me to watch K-drama. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have time for K-dramas. What? And then I started one and it's about, it's called crashing, crash landing on you, onto mm. you or something. I don't know. <laughs> and it's about a North Korean, South Korean thing. And it's so dumb and cute and makes you like happy and think the world's fine, even though it's not. Anyway, it's just silly. And, and I'm not like a romantic comedy person at all, no. but like, it's so cute. But here's the thing. I recognize so many words and the sounds. And I feel like, oh my gosh, I might be able to understand Korean one day, which yeah. is of course not true. Yeah. But it's so reminiscent and like familiar. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been really fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so I, if you need a, a little romance, Korean style, <laughs> it's really cute. I'm, I'm really into Korean sci-fi and horror, but uh, I've not really poked around much in uh, in their uh, the romantic comedy slash drama stuff. So yeah, maybe, I mean, you, you know, know, like when Oknam's annoyed and she's like, oh, yeah, and her voice goes up high yeah. like that, like kind of an eh sound. Yeah. yeah. That's what they do all the time. And I'm like, oh, I just thought that was Oknam. No, and it's part it, of the language. Yeah, I just didn't. Like, I thought she was mad at mad all the time. Not linguistic. <laughs> What's the word? It's uh, it's like us with stuff tonal. we say. Yeah, tonal. Yeah. And, they, and yeah. she does it all the time. It's but, so fun. And yeah. like there's a lot of hitting in it. Like they're like a military... A th- like authority will like smack a, a like just like you did it wrong and I'm like oh my gosh this feels like watching Matt an Oknon parent <laughs> no do. I'm just kidding they didn't hit anyone but no. just like it's very fun and so you know if anyone needs a good time but let me go back to what I should really be pimping not yeah. K-dramas is Real Steps Real and steps. the party so I sent you the link yep. in the chat Scott yep. so yep. please post I posted that. that in the chat room Go guys go check that out for everybody that's at home uh, and aren't seeing this, it's realsteps.org slash RSVP dash party dash Jan dash 2022. It's not that hard to remember. No. Yeah. Just a party. It's a little it's long. And, and you can link to it from the website too. Yeah. So. I think uh, next time Adam does that link, tell him to just make it RS, RSVP and that's it. So just realsteps.org slash RSVP <laughs> and you're done. Listen, I have to beg that dude to do any of this for me, so I don't know if I should get picky. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> no, just kidding. He's All right, good. awesome. He's good about it. Well, have a great week. I'm looking forward to March because I uh, miss seeing you guys, and uh, we'll yeah. talk next week about whatever the heck okay. we got next. See you then. All right. All right, there she goes. All right, Brian's out of power and his phone's down. That must mean they had an hour outage that hit towers and stuff. I got a text on, I assume this is Tina's phone. Let's see. Yeah, I got a Tina phone thing. Anyway, so yeah, he's uh, he's he's out for the count, it looks like. So, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play... Uh, you know what? I want to save it for Brian. Jamie, don't be mad at me. I'm saving this mashup for me and Brian to both be here. Especially because this one's called Bonus mash, Mashup Up and Down the Tip. I mean, who wouldn't want to save that for Brian? So, okay. So while he's experiencing his little power outage, we'll just move forward here and, and get out of here. I did want to read this email real quick from Jessica who wrote in and said, Hey, Scott, 
and Brian on monkeys. I'm listening to the latest episode, and you talked about my nemesis, monkeys. After your story, I feel just I feel fully justified in my fear of monkeys. They start <laughs> they're smart enough to f shit up. Uh, you just said they're like vermin. Please don't get COVID. Thanks, Jessica. Well, I'm going to do my best. Although it feels like the circle's closing. Do you guys feel that way? Have any are any of you like us where you've you've been careful and you've done what you can? You've had a few close calls, but you haven't gotten it yet, and as far as you know. And uh, but it feels like that circle is just going. And it's okay if you do. If we do, it's okay. We just don't want to be part of the problem where we're overwhelming the system, right? And our Utah numbers finally went down a little this last week, so we have a little reason to celebrate. But anyway, to the point here, uh, I don't hate monkeys. I think a trained monkey is fine. I think a monkey in the wild will eat your face. Okay? Like they're great big muscly monsters that can tear a car in half. I don't trust monkeys and apes. I guess some little spider monkey probably isn't going to do that, but, but they'll poo on everything. They'll take everything and poo on it. So, anyway, I hope your circle also stays away from you, Jessica. Don't get COVID. Uh, if you'd like to send your emails in like Jessica, you can. The morning stream at gmail.com. The morning stream at gmail.com. A quick note for our patrons. Thank you guys for supporting us. It means a lot. People like Victoria Perry, Jason, uh, Brian Duffy. These are all fine patrons and uh, love them very much. If you'd like to be like them and get all the extra benefits and content that you get, by being a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash TMS. That is going to do it. I have no idea what this song is. So I'm just going to play it because I know what Brian picked is awesome. You know what I'll do instead? He's probably got a dedication. That's what he's got, right? Somebody's birthday. Somebody's got something cool going on. So I'm not going to blow that cheese just yet. I'm going to play something of my own. I don't know what it'll be. Let's see. What what can we choose that might be fun today? <laughs> I'll think of something. I don't know yet, but it'll be dumb. I can promise you that. Uh, but that'll be uh, right uh, now that I'm going to do that. No PM tomorrow because Brian's in New Orleans. Wish him well over there. Uh, I'm sure following his Twitter account will yield some photos and junk like that. So make sure to check that out at Coverville. I'm, of course, at Scott Johnson. You can find the show at Morning Stream. That's going to do it for today. Here's the song I am promised to play you that I don't know the name of or where it came from. Except that it's super rad and you're going to love it. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, uh, be good to each other. Uh, stick around for all the content this week. We've got Core tonight. Uh, what else? Film Sack this weekend. And there will be Dungeons on Sunday. We had to move it today for a birthday party. And that's everything. Oh, Instance tomorrow morning. Lots going on. So don't leave. Never leave. We'll see you next time.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Pissed blood! Oh, jeez.